Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Pod Sequentialism. I am your host, Matt Kennedy. Uh, Pod Sequentialism is a production of the Meltdown Podcasting Network, uh, a division of the, pod, of the Meltdown Comics and Collectibles Empire of Sorts. Um, also brought to you by Gallery 30 South, which is at Gallery 30 South uh, on the, the various social media. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Panic Collective at Panic with a K, P-A-N-I-K, collective.com. They're always doing interesting things. And um, also want to give a big shout out to um, Adnohia, A-D-N-O-H-I-A, and uh, her Insomnia line, which has uh, been museum exhibited, which is uh, very exciting for all of us. And um, this is going to be a very, this is the beginning of a new era here on, on the Pod Sequentialism podcast because I had so much fun recording an episode with Kate last time we had Kate on that Kate is now going to be a monthly co-host. So uh, every three episodes or so, (laughs) we'll have Miss Kate Kelton on to uh, join me in uh, discussions of things pop culture and not so pop and not so cultural. And um, (laughs) so I thought especially this would be a good episode to to bring Kate on as co-host because we're going to talk about something we've addressed a few times before, but this is the time of year it becomes, I think, especially important, and that's gallery submission protocol. Um, both of us have worked in and around the arts and have curated shows, um, for me as a, a full-time gig and, um, with Kate, a lot of guest curation, a lot of, of group show organization and group show organization is the toughest type of gallery curation for a number of reasons. But, um, I felt like it was a good time to do it now because we're just getting into, the, the group show season. So um, La Luz de Jesus has the uh, La Luz Palooza show every year in March, and we are currently going through the, the submission process for that. By the time this episode airs, we will have ended the submission process, but this gives you a year to, to kind of get your shit together when you want to submit to, um, to not just to La Luz de Jesus, but to other galleries as well because there is a protocol, and there's a lot of things I think we need to dispel about what um, what is necessary <laughs> and that we need to illuminate as far as what is expected. So um, before I think, we... I think one of the really wonderful things is that um, because La Luz is one of the only galleries or was historically for a long time that mm-hmm. um, allowed public submissions, mm-hmm. that website actually has a stellar breakdown on exactly what you expect. And that seems like and that nobody would be... reads it. <laughs> it's stellar, but nobody reads it. Um, my inner nerd is showing. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I, I adjust it all the time because I'll get an email from somebody who has read it I and is having a problem, yep. like is misunderstanding something, and so I try and articulate <laughs> it better. But I realize that the more words you have, the less they get read, and it's a shame because I want to be as direct and informative as possible in telling people what I expect, mm. but um, that. The longer you get, 
the more their eyes glaze over and they just <laughs> give up. And so there's probably a lot of talented artists who give up because they don't want to read everything, which mm. is a shame, so we don't get their submissions. Mm. And then maybe even worse for me, people that just give up and then they just send in a submission and they don't pay attention to the rules. Yeah. And and it could I, be a good submission, but if you're just flaunting, flying in the face of everything that has been established, then just as a rule of thumb, you can't. You, you can't You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. And that counts for online encounters too. If I get an incredibly ignorant email from somebody, mm. um, and not one of, not an email where someone doesn't know something and Genuinely they ask, doesn't know better. but yeah. where it's it, there's a, a through line of ignorance throughout the email. And those are very different things. And I, I like when someone says, you know, I looked at the site and I read it, but I'm, I have a couple of questions. Um, and then I'm like, oh, that means I have to change this because that, that, that's my fault. <laughs> that's work for you. They've yeah. read it. They yeah. don't get it. And, and that means it needs to be a little bit clearer. Something got lost in the translation. Yeah. yeah. Now, some people maybe read it once five years ago and think that it never changes. <clears> and so we have changed things like, well, of course, the dates of submissions, the dates mm-hmm. of notification, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sizes of the pieces we'll accept, the yeah. number of pieces we want to see. I like that there's a, um, a bit in there that asks you to copy and paste the body of that and put it into the email. I'm probably, I'm ruining the, the, the whole point of that right now by... It it makes it makes makes you see who's read it or not, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was really going to tell you maybe five percent of the submissions oh, I get no, actually really? have it pasted. Are you kidding? Yeah. That small? Yeah, but wow. honestly, what I usually do is if they get accepted, yeah, then I respond and I say reply and attach this to the bottom, yeah, with smart. just the pieces that we accepted, yeah. So I'll send them an email saying I want this piece and this piece. So I want you to send back an email confirming that it's just these pieces, with, with the um. The <clears throat> smart. So you've built in a because it's kind of it's a de facto contract. Yeah, Because exactly. I'm not collecting signatures from, from 300 many? people. It's yeah. <laughs> just not. Mm-mm. And people ask me that too. It's like, oh, you know, um, do you send out a contract for that? I'm like, not for this show. It's like if if you had a feature show, I'll absolutely send out a contract and everything is our, you know, you you've got it all right there. Um, a bad thing, I guess, for me as a gallerist is that the for years the La Luz de Jesus contract didn't really have much penalty. Mm. So, like, if you didn't do what you were going to say you were going to do, there really wasn't much penalty. We've changed that. Yeah. Um, now, if you make us spend money, you're going to pay us back for it. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of whether we show one painting, ten or, paintings, or zero. Yeah. And why should you be out of pocket? It yeah. Really, you know, if, <laughs> if there was an rent. agreement yeah. and someone broke it, you know, and, and part of that, uh, one of the things that we have in, in a feature exhibition contract is blackout dates where you're not allowed to show elsewhere. Oh, yes. And so it, yes, it's yes. not always everywhere. It might just be North America. It sure. might just be California. Sure. It might have an, it might allow an exception. Yep. You know, that um, if Museum, you're a... Museum, say, versus a gallery, another gallery, or... We pretty much keep it only um, work for sale. Yeah, so okay. you're free to have work on display that is not for sale nice. um, in places like museums. But yeah. if your work is not for sale in, in a gallery that sells things, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, you know that there's... You want to be conscious of if you're a late addition, like this happens frequently in, in gallery life, and I'm sure you know this and from experience. You're expecting a piece from somebody or a show from somebody, and you get a call, hopefully before the advertisements <clears> go out, <laughs> that there was a death in the family or a mental breakdown or they got sick and they don't feel like they can do it. Do it. 
and you have to find a someone to put in their place a substitution now that substitution <clears throat> might already have something in place elsewhere and they, that they've committed to a group show say right. like two or three group shows lined up right so you can't hold them to that same standard of you can't show in all these group else. shows because they're kind of doing you a favor by you know by stepping in of course you're doing them a bigger favor by giving <laughs> them a feature and it's costing you a lot more than it's costing them but the um in those cases, mm -hmm. you want to address that and allow exceptions. Mm -hmm. And I generally allow one exception anyways, unless I feel it's like somebody who's going to abuse it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there have been a lot of people that we've, we've shown over the years that have signed a contract that expressly states that they are not to exhibit any art for sale anywhere else for three months before or three months after the show, perhaps, or yeah. six months after or whatever, whatever the deal is, depending on the size of the yeah. show. And... A day after their show opens at my gallery, I go across town to an opening on a Saturday night, and I see one of their pieces on a wall. No. And I take a picture, uh -huh. and I text it to them, and I say, "What the hell is this?" Oh, I didn't know. I couldn't be in. I didn't know I... that meant group shows. And I'm like, "What part of any? <laughs> you know, what part of none? You know, it's like these are words mean things. Learn the meanings. Willful ignorance will get you nowhere. Yeah, it's and I I will say Saran wrap. That that generally happens more with young women than oh, with young men. Interesting. Yes. Why? 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 I think they think they can talk their way out of it. Get out of it with the cutesy smile. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. And and the batting the eyelashes. I didn't know better. And there have there have been instances where that is the last time I've worked with them. Oh, yeah. You know, and I feel like if if I'm willing to put up with some nonsense, then I'll put up with some nonsense. But that's what it is, right? I mean, yeah. when you have a contract with an artist, and now we're really not talking about group shows. We'll get back to group shows. We'll get back to the whole submission process. <laughs> but this is important. And it's if you have a relationship with a gallery and they're showing you and you're comfortable there, um, make sure that you're getting the information that you expect from them and make sure that you're giving them mm -hmm. the information that they need. Mm -hmm. And a lot of artists seem to have this idea that, well, if they don't ask me, oh. I don't need to tell them. It's not the military and yeah. don't ask, don't tell. Right, I mean, it's like you're only hurting yourself if, you, if you're not completely upfront and open about stuff. Yeah. Don't be afraid that saying something, that, that don't think that not saying something is we'll protect you. is going to protect you. Yeah. It's going to be worse. Yeah, transparency is always the better option. Only yeah. because then at least you get any kind of penalties out of the way faster mm -hmm. and get to move on with your life. Because right, right. Really, if you were ignorant enough and really at this point, um, uh, willfully ignorant enough to fly in the face of convention and do things that are so just you know, staggering in terms of, of childishness, right? Like, And that's what it is, right? Yeah. There, is, there is a great yeah. degree, I will say this, and I, I don't yeah. mean this to um, besmirch <laughs> anybody's character, but that in creative fields, childishness is, is a lot more common than in non-creative fields. It's an occupational hazard because as artists, we have to stay open to our innocence and our childlike yeah. creative wonder. But you know what? We've also talked a lot about how artists need to have two hats on, and yep. one hat happens to be your business hat, and that's where you can't bring your diapers. Like yeah. that's just where you leave and that at if, home. And if if you've reached the point where you realize that, and it's not something that somebody has told you, but you've yeah. realized that, then maybe you realize that you don't have a business hat. You need someone who can handle your business. Yeah. Yeah. That you have somebody else who does that. That's why we've talked about this in the program before too. It's most successful artists I know 
are either really good at handling their own marketing. Or they're represented. Or they have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, yep. a husband, a wife, <laughs> uh, a sibling, a yeah. friend that handles that for them. Yeah. A, that person, of course, is never compensated accurately. <laughs> but um, but if you do have that support network, it's, it's a game changer. If you don't have that support network, it's just much more difficult. Mm -hmm. And when you start out, the more you know, the the easier it is to transition into those things. And I, I for years, always made the, um, you know, I had the complaint that I couldn't do it for myself because it's very hard to sell your own work with that kind of distance, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're so caught up in it. It is you. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I've begun representing an, uh, other artists, it's it's so much easier to stand yeah. for them, to be a fan, to be yeah. a, a fangirl. It's it's something that comes naturally to me yeah. anyway. So, uh, so, so being able to have that um, myopic focus on success for somebody else mm -hmm. is actually really um, liberating. So yeah, if if you can find an artist rep, I think that that could change the game. <laughs> yeah, it can, and and certainly you know. If help you, you follow find, the rules first of all. If you can find somebody that works for you for free, as a relative does, that's right. obviously great, you know. But Percentage. managers <laughs> and agents deserve percentages, and that generally does not come out of a gallery's end. That comes out of uh, an artist's end. And there's ways that that you can work around that. But of course, if they're getting you into a gallery that you would not have access to, they've already paid for their percentage. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you've already gotten the value out of it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, in perpetuity and I know there's some people that there's I know a lot of artists who were burned by signing management deals uh, yeah and I, I was just going to ask about that because I know that in the acting world certainly there's so many pitfalls and pratfalls to to the agency actor relationship yeah. right so yeah. I'm sure that that's yeah that, with pay pay as you play pay to play bullshit and you know pardon me there's <laughs> that there's also you know the, just the contracts are eternal Mm, they own your soul. Yeah, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about California is right. that a contract court will side on any unarticulated um, point points yeah. with the party that did not draft it. Oh, interesting. Which is why in California we have 15, 16, 17-page contracts. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all articulated. Um, and, you know, it's... A lot of times it's a standard contract and you will have the ability to change certain things. Sure. You know, they, they don't expect you to sign away without everything without without changing. Yeah. But um but that you know, it's it's a standard thing and they they're gonna ask for more than they expect that they're gonna get, yeah. thinking that they're you know, you're gonna have a problem with it. Um that goes for every contract negotiation. I know the way, my people. my mom is amazing in Tunisia at bartering in the souks, and it mm -hmm. always blows my brain because here's this little you know sixty year old sub seven year old woman walking in and and holding her own with these guys, mm -hmm. but they immediately see that she has the same amount of fun with it as yeah. they do, and they see it as insulting if someone just immediately says okay and pays what they yeah. say off the top because there's no. Where's the joy, right? So yeah. I think on a microcosmic level, that's happening here too. I think there's also a little bit of you know people who love the deal that much, right? That they feel like if it was so easy, they should have charged more, right? Right? <laughs> if there was no argument, they should have charged more. Yeah. I I'm not a fan of that mentality. No. I do not love to bargain. <laughs> I don't either. Um, but you know, there's certainly people that do. The um the other aspect of this, and like I say, we I, I promised we would get back to group show submissions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you're submitting your work. Um, and you just you just tapped into it. It's really hard to separate yourself from your work. So mm -hmm. when you're representing yourself, 
you have to be capable of receiving criticism. You have to mm -hmm. be capable of receiving harsh criticism. Mm -hmm. You have to be capable of receiving outright insults. Yep. And Dismissive. I mean, if you get an insult from somebody, yeah. you probably don't want to work with them. Yep. But that doesn't mean you should tell them you don't want to work with them. Ooh, yeah, burning the bridges. That's, yeah. That's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I've I've I read back. I used to not give feedback. Yeah. I used to give great feedback, and then I got savaged for it. <sighs> And then I decided to not give much feedback at all because mm -hmm. I got sick of getting these emails. I would get heartburn. You know, it's like, um, especially this time of year where I'd be looking at, um, you know, 16,000 16, submissions. <laughs> and um, I'm, I write back to somebody, you know, this is, this is almost there. Um, I think you might want to spend a little bit more time on color theory or, you know, you're, you, you're a great mimic, but you need some... Um, compositionally this doesn't work as a gallery piece mm -hmm. now I do get a lot of submissions by people who've made great drawings yeah that's not a gallery piece that's a great drawing right you know some great drawings are right. great gallery pieces right, right. but I it's get student work it's ultimately the, the the differentiation between somebody who's who's going to be working at Ikea making those posters and mm -hmm. somebody who's a gallery showing artist with an original thing to say and <laughs> the to person who works at Ikea will of course make more money than the artist Absolutely, ever makes. Absolutely, but <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but we're but not yeah. talking about that. We're not talking about that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that there are people who I mean they send in drawings and I'm like number one, it doesn't become a gallery piece just because you stick it in a frame and hang it on a wall. But maybe think about what that would look like stuck in a frame and hung right, on a wall. Right. You know, like, is, who's going to buy that? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of people who work on thematic cycles that the thematic cycle just doesn't work. And, I, and when I say these things, I mean only for the gallery that I'm at. Mm -hmm. That there are certainly other galleries with other specialties and the right thing can work in the right place. The oh, wrong every, thing can work in the yeah, right place. And every gallery has its own protocol, too. We yeah. should mention that you should... You should familiarize yourself with the protocol. Yes. So that's step one. <laughs> So when you're when you're trying to submit to a gallery, study their website mm -hmm. for an hour and a half. Nice, nice, nice. Not just a quick look. No, go through every single artist, go through all of their work, mm -hmm. read some of those statements, yeah. talk about what you um, what you see in your own work represented there, and mm -hmm. then where you can fill in gaps that they don't already have, so that you're mm -hmm. not just coming to them with the exact same thing. Yeah, they don't want a carbon copy, nope, and they don't want they something that's so far outside their their specialty that mm -hmm. it doesn't fit. They want something somewhere in between. Yeah, and hit that wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, if if you've got like a gallery like La Luz de Jesus, for instance, has prices posted, and that's becoming a much more common thing because there's a push towards transparency. Yeah. In Alex art. Sloan actually was the one who first brought that to my attention that mm. she said, make it easy for me. Yeah. As someone who's curating, make it easy for me. When I go to your website, I want the title, I want the price, I want the I want the image, I want to see it all, I want the yeah. sizes, I don't want to guess. Yeah, a lot of people will say I want to be able to buy it now too. Right. And um, that's a whole other, that becomes an infrastructural problem for galleries. Mm. That's the number one reason why you don't. there isn't a buy it now tab on, on on most gallery websites the second reason is inventory control mm. that um if you you generally have your website up and you would have it up during your opening you wouldn't take that page down right so, and so you don't want to double, double sell, sell a piece yeah, yeah. and um That's of course you would idea. always default to the person who bought it in person sure. on top of the person who bought it online but um, that's going to create ill will. I mean, I know yeah. because we've got the shop, you know, Wacko is, is next to Lelou's, that there's, they frequently run out of merchandise. Ooh. And there's not a strict system in place for the inventory system that's been at that shop for more than 25 years. 
and the um, the new host of their um, shopping cart. Uh. So they've been trying to integrate those two things, and of course, what's going to need to happen is they're going to need to change their point of sale. Yeah. Now the point of sale has what a million SKUs in it. Oh. So geez. most point of sale um, programs uh, have they are um, not hot swappable by design because they want a copyright for... Uh, of course they do. Yes, yes. Why would they just ubiquitously lay that out for everyone to take, right? Yeah, so right, they make it right. very difficult for you to move your inventory to another company and knowing that that may keep you with them longer. Exactly. So exactly. the same oh. reason that iPhones and Android phones for the longest time didn't have the same power adapter. Right, Right, because right. that becomes something that you can copyright and control, and yeah. then you can have a higher price on a cord rather than every company being able to make a less expensive cord. Jesus. So we have a ton of electronic garbage in the world. Um, now that's that's a, a very important factor to this, and you know that you want to have all that information out up front for as a person selling the artwork, but as a person who's presenting the artwork, you also want to know what they want. So I say you know spend ninety minutes on the site because. It may not be obvious where their submission protocol is. Yeah. It should be with their contact information. Yeah. So on our contact page, we have a drop menu that has submission as a separate page. I just went to an art gallery's website that didn't list their address. That's are very you, common. Are you kidding me? You're paying the rent. You don't want people to come? I know. That I is mind-boggling to me. I, I get those emails all the time, right? So <laughs> I get added to, because I'm a gallery, I get I yep. get a lot of galleries. Or someone will send an invitation and they CC instead of BCC everybody. So then some people mm. grab that B, that CC and list and they got, throw it into their email program. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm subscribed to oh, 750 geez. new emails that <sighs> I never subscribed to. <laughs> and sometimes those email programs don't even have an unsubscribe option. Yeah, no. Which is... You always want an unsubscribe option. Yeah. Trust me, you do not want to keep somebody on your email list that does not want to be on your email list. Oh, they, they will complain. They will blame you everywhere publicly that yes. they can. And there's too many outlets right now for the public to do so. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. You still only have to worry about Yelp. And now it's everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then the programs themselves, like the the um, the technology programs, whether it's MailChimp or Constant Contact or whoever you're using yeah. to send out your emails so that it looks so you can send an HTML rich email, um, they'll cancel your account if you get enough complaints oh snap well i mean i guess that makes sense because ultimately it's their their name on the line right. and if you're dragging their name through the mud by using their wow now your protection <laughs> is that and we realized this the hard way so we had fifty thousand people on our mailing list right. or something and of course you're paying to reach them yeah every email that goes out costs you something yeah and the how many were engaged so like Ah. We got flagged for an artist gave us a list to send to, and this artist didn't have permission. Oh, we got penalized, not them. Right, right, right. And so we were um, basically put on probation with the company we had been with for fifteen oh, years as our mail program. How? And they suggested that. And this the, is your first offense, so to speak, right? Wow, that's yeah. a little unforgiving, but well, okay. Well, the the first one that reached that level. Right. Okay. You know, clearly there are other things that happen. People complain. Sure. sure. Um, usually, it's someone who has submitted work for me <laughs> it was gotten rejected it's gotten yes, rejected yes, and then they cancel and like i never signed up for this mm -hmm. now the way you have the way around it is that you know we used to collect email addresses on a piece of paper at the front of the store and we what? would enter them i don't do that anymore yeah you want on the mailing list give me your phone 
I'll type it in for you. Here you go. Ah. Now that's connected to your specific point in space. And they know that I didn't put it in. Right, right, right. So I can't be penalized because it doesn't match to, um, you know, my ISP address or whatever. So um, I guess that, that again, is much more for gallerists than for (laughs) for people submitting. But still, um, yes, I I like the idea of really spending time with with these sites and getting to... You know, before you even set foot in the actual gallery mm-hmm. and do go to shows, they notice. They yeah. know who's coming. They know who's not coming. They yep. know. <laughs> yeah, you, you had you had you had done at least three or four um, yeah. exhibitions where you stopped by and said hello and yeah. made it a point to introduce yourself before you ever talked about submitting artwork, yep. which is great. <laughs> in the middle of somebody else's show, by the way, just protocol. Oh. <laughs> terrible time to submit your artwork. Yes. Terrible. No. Do not come walking in with a resume and uh, expect to have unless any kind the of exhibiting artist says this is Here my is friend my close friend and they yeah. also show i want <laughs> i want to show you this thing that they did yeah. where i'm kind of trapped and then i have to look at it <laughs> i'm going to want to get out of that situation as quickly as possible yep but so it's just uh, you, know, as you you don't want to mm, you don't want to like bully like your that. way into the gallery because it, it just it doesn't work well you don't want to bully your way into any kind of working relationship because exactly yeah. that's obviously going to uh, color the rest of the relationship yeah. let's call it yeah now there's there are different situations and we can talk about this too where if you do have a show and the person you booked the show with isn't there anymore and there, right. someone else is brought in to handle the show. Right, right, right. Then you need to discuss what your expectations are with that new person, and of you need course. to figure out how that's going to go, and you need to figure that out as far in advance as possible. Transition, if you will. Um, not all galleries are um, transparent about that. Mm. Um, True. You know, generally speaking, unless so you're reading the emails that go out, you know, like if if they include as part of a general email that they're sending out a a um, information that the that the gallery director is leaving and someone else is coming right. in if you didn't pay attention to that you might not get another email and until you're a day late on your submission and do you do you realize how many gallery sites don't even list their upper staff don't even talk about who the director is who the registrar is who the who the i mean it's it's yeah, astounding I don't, think, I don't think ours does to be honest it, yeah wait no i don't think it does it, and nothing on soap plant either, obviously, because that's yeah. Why would it? No, I mean all of my emails are signed. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you're if you're um, uh, there, you go. Another reason to be on those sites for so long. Sign up to their mailing list. Yeah. See what their um. Oh, and actually, it does say it does say who the director is. is because that's in the submission process. Oh yes. So it yes. is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Buried in the in the terms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you talk about registrars and stuff like that, I mean, you're getting really you're getting to a big gallery. Yeah, a, yeah. A lot I mean, of galleries yeah, yeah. have are just yeah, tiny. Their director, <laughs> owner, registrar, yeah. um, custodian, yes. and security is often <laughs> the same person. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that it's in bigger galleries that that stuff is generally articulated because a lot of bigger galleries um might have stock option where it's like right. it's a traded space. Oh, um, now, again, getting back to submission, when you, if they don't have submission protocol, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, that means they're not looking for new artists. And a lot of sites state They so expressly clearly. state they're not yep. looking for new artists. Yeah. So the only way you're going to get on their radar is if one of their curators is jurying a municipal show. Oh, smart. And yeah. municipal shows always charge. Mm-hmm. for submissions mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. municipal galleries are terribly underfunded. Yeah. And they need so the money. <laughs> well, and your the cost your fee is now tax deductible. Oh, right. Right. Now, if a private gallery wants you to pay for submission, 
I uh, think that's a little funky. Yeah. But I, I also like the pay to play I would love to get paid to look at the of the sixteen thousand submissions right? I would get and <laughs> and not accept. I'd love to make five cents yeah. for no. the fifteen thousand eight hundred <laughs> that aren't gonna be accepted. But um yeah. you know that a lot of people have a standard I'm not gonna pay to submit and I do think that there are occasions when it's worthwhile. You know, and Alex Sloan outlines it in her excellent book on yes, gallery protocol, yes. by the way. Fantastic. Um, Alex Shouts. Sloan, A L I X Sloan, S L O A N. Is there an E? No. No, there's no E. No E. And um, she's, she's written a book on gallery protocol. If you pull up her name on, on um, Amazon or if you search her name out and, and type in gallery protocol book then um, you'll pull up her, her book. It's excellent. She, she talked to me. She talked to a bunch of people who, who are um, gallerists and curators about you know, what they recommend for mm-hmm. protocol, and everybody has different advice. Um, you know that you just want to make sure that, um, that you're not going against what it is that they're looking for. Yeah, and ultimately you have to... Um, I think it's important to keep the faith, too, because... Even in, in, in circumstances where galleries aren't looking for new submissions, they're never going to not think that an incredible artist isn't right. worth their time. Right. And and they're still always going to be looking for that yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing thing. So So you know how you reach them. You subscribe to their Instagram. Exactly. And some galleries will lose their minds if you tag them <laughs> in your art. On your Instagram because like why the hell are they tagging me, and I I sort of feel like that too honestly, <laughs> um, but in a way it's kind of like that's the least offensive way of, yeah. of, of crashing the party. Yeah, exactly. Because, but it is crashing the yeah, party. Yeah, ultimately they you can you can still um, be forgiven because. Uh, a, a, a gallery can be seen as a, as, a, as a famous public person. Listen, you're out there. I'm allowed to tag you. It's yeah. you know you can ignore it if you want. But hey, here's my art. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. sneaky one. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes hey. it makes it in. Now the um the we'll we'll run through the rest of the aspects fairly quickly because we wanted to make this kind of a short podcast, kind of an introduction, just like informationally rich. Um, that. Once you know the protocol, follow it exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, if it says don't follow up, don't follow up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to give you a caveat. Uh. Do follow up. <laughs> Sneaky. Why? Now because it is possible they lost your submission. Oh, true. It's very unlikely, yeah. but it is possible if it's only emailable. And we yeah. only look at stuff by email. A lot of galleries do. They don't want physical goods being sent to their address. Yeah. They're not going to spend the time to return it. Do not send a self-addressed no. stamped envelope because no, no, no. they should not be expected to have to do that. It's your investment in sending something that they didn't ask you to send. Yeah. So it's on you. Uh, that's why you don't want to send original work. Yeah. And um, whenever possible, digital. And I'm gonna t- I, I can hear the hive mind speaking, but my work looks so much better in person. You need to figure out how to photograph your yeah. work. You have to figure out how to photo flat work. It is um, essential. Mm-hmm. And here's my top tip. Mm-hmm. If you live in an apartment building with a roof that you have access to that's elevated, that doesn't have, um, isn't encircled by buildings mm-hmm. and therefore has a nice patch of open sky above you Mm -hmm. that is ideal at dawn or at dusk if your piece is not frame is not um oh small and 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 shiny and and, yeah yeah, you don't want glass on it or or plexi it can be framed but if it's got any kind of of reflective surface on it then you you have a whole you have to basically Mm. have a big piece of black cardboard 
yep. with a small hole for your camera yep. and get as close to it as possible so that there's no reflection. And um, <laughs> and that's basically the only way to do it unless yeah. you have a, a professional yeah. photographer come in and, and if shoot your. And if it's a huge piece, um, those are tricky as well because, um, you know, ideally for a gicle print or something like mm-hmm. that, especially you want to shoot it in pieces and piece it together on Photoshop so that you've got that DPI Unless Rich. you have a very, very high-res camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, um, the, the other aspect is, you know, it, you have to take good pictures of your work because the gallery's biggest clients, they've built up a reputation for having good work, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people are buying it online only. They may never see the work in person. And one, one more uh, uh, thing that, as an artist... I know this so personally, and and I've spoken to I've spoken to John Wentz about this and others others as well. There is fundamentally a disappointment in photographing your work that you just have to be okay with because as an artist, you've spent twenty four hours a day thinking about the twenty four hour lighting conditions that your painting is going to be seen mm. under, and you're you're covering every variable. You're yeah. thinking about what it looks like first dawn and high noon and in the middle of the night. When you take a picture, you're one limiting moment. it. You're just getting one. And so pick your favorite, Yeah. but recognize that it's always, always, always only going to be And it one. has to be an accurate representation of the piece. Do not Photoshop exactly. the photo Do once you've taken it. Do not make it look better. Um, oh, if, if the photos don't look good, don't submit them. Yeah. And if if you miss the deadline, submit it next time. Yeah. Um, you know, it has to be an honest representation. There have been a handful of times where we picked pieces and we got them in person. We were like, what? Oh, jeez. And, um, and actually, once the piece is sold anyways. <laughs> but um, you want it to be as easy as possible on the person seeing the work to understand what the work is. Yeah. I've gotten many submissions by people who sent me 27 photos of the same piece. And, um, mm. and you know what? Three is too many. Yeah. Um, there are certain people that we show that have three-dimensional work, and you do need multiple photographs sure. because there's different angles to it. But for a painting... But that's really the only exception, 3D and For painting, for work. a drawing, I mean, yeah. that's great for Instagram and trailering interest for your sure. work. The and gallery when, just needs what it looks like in frame. Yeah, and when you're when you're selling it on one of uh, one of those sites like Saatchi or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it gives you the opportunity to upload several um, different angles on it, and, and you can... You can then show, oh, look at how the light catches in the morning and the yeah. gold shines, and, and at night the gold just becomes black. And, and we understand that paintings change, but you have to pick that one lighting condition under which it is the most representative of what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. And now, I mean, what's left? I mean, that means when, when it comes to follow-up, you want to send that follow-up email um, on the last day of the, um, the submission process but I would actually say the day before Mm, because everybody sends their work on the last day. (laughs) And um, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, don't send it up front at first because I'm going to look at it until I start jurying really that somewhere in the middle, you know, if if my deadline is the end of January, I'm like, send it, you know, right after the new year because that's when you have a better chance of me looking at it and putting it in the folder that says maybe. (laughs) And, um, you know, the, a lot of people like they didn't pay attention to the dates listed of when we're getting back to you Mm. and it's like so I start getting a lot of emails oh was I accepted I accepted and then I look in the page like didn't I change it to like February 15th and I did and they didn't pay attention so (laughs) those emails are kind of a pain in the ass but um, in a way it's sort of like things that do drive me crazy I think are still a good thing for artists to do 
because so, ultimately it does get your attention. It's like a bad ad campaign that gets you Googling. The what squeaky they, wheel gets the grease yeah, yeah, to yeah. an extent, but a very squeaky wheel oh, means yeah. you buy a new car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to kind of address this because, you know, we've both got experience with this and it's kind of a fun project uh, to, to bring Kate in on as the, the first guest host slot. So um, if you have any other questions about Gallery Protocol, you can send them to a different gallery. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you can send them to info at leluzdejesus.com. Um, and because uh, Gallery 30 South is not looking for new artists, um, mm-hmm. we do have a, a we, we specifically curate who we want to work with, and uh, we do so well in advance. So we're not looking for new art. But um, La Luz de Jesus is, there are a lot of other galleries that are. Um, go to the so, websites, find out who. So you approach art almost like a headhunter, where you're the one searching out who you want to show. Yep. Yeah. And I only want to work with who I want to work yep, with. Yep, that's the luxury of having your own joint. That is the luxury <laughs> of having your own gallery and the rent not being too high. That's right. Yes. So uh, thanks for tuning in for this. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative. Like I said, um, there there is that little reward that if you do have questions, you can always send an, uh, an email to info at lalustasus.com. Um, and this is a podcast that does allow advertising. So if you are an artist with a, a brand that you want to expand, we encourage you to get in touch with us to advertise on the program uh, as we do for other goods and services. I mean, you don't have to be McDonald's. You don't have to be Starbucks to advertise on this podcast. Um, you know, we'd be happy to discuss rates and what your expectations are by sending an email to info at popsequentialism.com or by reaching out on uh, various social medias to at podsec, P-O-D-S-E-Q, and um, and uh, we'll, we'll look at your message and get back to you and we can discuss those things. So this has been the latest episode of Pod Sequentialism. We're now up in the 105, 106 area, I guess. And uh, we hope you've been enjoying this show and others. And we encourage you to go back and listen to other episodes. There's a lot of information and to check out other shows on the Meltdown Network. Hello, this is Matt Kennedy from Pod Sequentialism on the Meltdown Podcast Network, and I'm here to talk to you today about Gallery 30 South, which is a new fine art gallery exhibition space in Pasadena, California. It's on Wilson Avenue at 30 South Wilson, and the exhibitions range from really interesting, focused, figurative narrative work to abstract expressionism, uh, installation art, and other very interesting things. The schedule thus far has included uh, Doss House and Francis Bean Cobain, and um, upcoming is Chuck D of Public Enemy and his very first art exhibition, but uh, also emerging talent that have high concept pieces like Diana Georgie's show on using Instagram words that were pejorative in a new context. So we're always doing something interesting over there, and you can kind of find out about it by following at Gallery30South and by going to Gallery30South.com. And again, that's 30 rather than writing out the word Gallery30South. Tell them Matt Kennedy sent you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.